Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. The show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is The Americans. Today we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 1, titled Comrades. Okay, so we got a lot to dive into here, a lot of stuff going on as they sort of set up the major storylines, the major conflicts of this season. Uh, I first off want to talk about uh, the opening bit. With Philip sitting down with these two uh, Afghan guys, just in his southern drawl, uh, talking about it like, ah, America's gonna protect you, and uh, we'll work together to take out those rotten Soviets. <laughs> shoot one guy in the head, fight another guy, shoot him in the head. Leave. Stumble upon this one dude who sees him without his wig on. And, oh, you get this really crushing moment. Where he just goes up to this scared kid and is like, it's gonna be okay. Starts to walk away. And you get this moment of relief where it's just like, oh, he's gonna live. Pop dead. (laughs) Like... Ugh! It's, it's an opening. It's definitely 100% an opening. It's very difficult to watch, quite frankly. Uh, but immediately after that, immediately after that, we get happy times with Elizabeth returning after a couple of months away after her gunshot wound. And she's back, everything's fine, Philip and Elizabeth are better than ever, and Paige and Henry are so happy to see her. It's, it's nice, it's this happy little reunion, uh, Elizabeth looks happier than she's ever been, and it's just nice, it's just this nice, fun innocent little family moment, innocent little family subplot of, like, they're having their own little reunion, and they're just, they're just spending a day celebrating Henry's birthday like a normal family, and it's delightful. It is absolutely delightful. And then Philip and Elizabeth take a mission, uh, with two other illegals. And it starts out fairly simple. It starts out fairly simple. Uh, The women are seducing this Lockheed guy. Uh, The men sort of barge in and are like, Hey, uh, we're we're here to protect you from those awful Russians who are seducing you to try and get information. So we just need you to be more careful. Uh, Report to us all the time. Change your codes. 
Uh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. We own you now. <laughs> and it's kind of this creative change of pace. Because usually it's just seduce this person, get information from them. But now they're, like, lulling him into this false sense of security where they're just like, Hey, uh, he... He was going to give information to the Soviets accidentally, but he didn't. We saved him from that, and now he's reporting to us. Like, he he won't even consider that the people who are protecting him from the Soviets are actually Soviets. It's pretty cool. It's a nice change of pace from the typical Americans' missions. Uh, and then they all spend a day at the theme park. And, and again, we get like some delightfully innocent family moments. Uh, Philip and Elizabeth scaring Paige and Henry when they come out of the haunted house ride. Just walking around, playing games, winning prizes, going on rides. Just delightful family time. And then... Uh, this, these other illegals and their family are there. One of them has, like, face pain and stuff. And they're having a good time. And, yeah, there's that one moment when Philip has to use Henry as a decoy, uh, to get this handoff from this one guy with all this surveillance and stuff and this address, uh, that's on the dock and whatever. I mean, there's that, which kind of creates a moment of tension and not at all innocent. But, for the most part, it is an innocent, fun time. And then the other family gets murdered. Should've known. Should've known innocent, fun family time would not end well. So, uh, the other agents, Philip and Elizabeth, walk into their hotel room to hand off the information they got from this one dude. And, uh, they're dead. Their daughter is dead. It's a bloody mess. And this moment is so is so soul crushing in a couple of ways. First off, this episode actually does a really good job of getting you to like these guys. Like they are very charismatic, very likable characters, and you can see the camaraderie. Ah, see what I did there? The episode's titled Comrades. I said they have camaraderie. Anyway. <laughs> they have this camaraderie that they sell very well. Like, you have a genuine investment in these characters from the word go. And then immediately you see them in this bloody mess with their daughter, who was presumably innocent in all this. Like, she didn't know anything, much like Paige and Henry. And also, it's kind of crushing because you know what this could also mean for Philip 
and Elizabeth. And Paige. And Henry. In fact, the first thing that is said when Philip and Elizabeth get into this room and see this bloody mess. First thing that comes out of Philip's mouth is, Paige and Henry, go. And Elizabeth just like runs out of the room full sprint because like both of them know what this could mean for their children. Not only are they quite possibly blown and now targets for an assassination, but the fact that they're... The fact that these two agents' daughter is just in a bloody mess on the ground as well kind of says uh, kids are not off limits here. And so now they're going into full-blown parenting mode like, hey, 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 we need to get the kids, 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 get the kids. Go, 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 go. Need kids now. And it's this genuine moment of terror where you're not sure what's going to happen. You don't know what's going on. We have no clue as to who did this and why. We have no clue as to what this person knows about Philip and Elizabeth. We have no clue the extent to this person, uh, the extent to which this person is going to try and take out everyone around them. And then this, this kid, the son, just coming back from the pool with a big smile on his face, like, yay, family fun times. And he walks into the room and sees his family in a bloody mess on the floor and then just has, like, the most shrill heart-wrenching scream. I can't say the word scream, apparently. Just has this shrill, heart-wrenching scream and just backs out of the room, like, into the wall quite violently and is just inconsolable. And, And, like, that's not even the heartbreaking shot. That's not even the most... That's not even the most heartbreaking shot in this. The most heartbreaking shot in this scene is uh, Philip sort of waiting by the stairs, watching this kid go into the hotel room. And then as soon as he runs in, just bursting out, just running the hell away. Because A, he does not want to be seen near this, and B... He does not want to see this kid's reaction. It is such a gut punch. So early on in this season. We also got a bunch of stuff happening with Stan. Uh, We get a little bit of resolution on the whole Colonel subplot. Uh, We see Elizabeth's source that... Uh, flipped on the, uh, that flipped on them for the FBI for immunity and 500 grand. Come back to FBI headquarters and be like, hey, where's my money? What the hell? Why, why aren't you giving me my money? And Stan's just ripping into him like, hey, none of your leads panned out. 
Everything went to crap. You didn't give us anything. Stop bothering us. Go away. Your agreement is contingent upon you giving us decent intelligence. You haven't. And what does this guy do after hearing that? Uh, Goes to the colonel's house. Harasses him. Goes all ape shit on him. And then the colonel just shoots him in the head. And Stan and Gad go over to his house afterwards and get the story from the colonel. Look at the body and are kind of like, I mean, this doesn't look entirely on the up and up. (laughs) This doesn't look entirely... Entirely the way the colonel says it is. But this guy, like, unless proven otherwise, can't be touched. Unless proven definitively that he was working with the Soviets, can't be touched. So they can't do anything. Uh, We also get this little uh, delightful little subplot uh, with Stan... Uh, taking one of the films from the FBI piracy deal and watching and watching said film with Nina and Nina kind of like just takes it really really hard and is just dissecting the is dissecting the gender politics of it. And it's this really, really difficult scene showing the divide between Stan and Nina, uh, how not on the same page they are. As Nina turns on him and spies on him for the Soviets, becoming a triple agent... And then, later on in the episode, (laughs) he goes with his wife to the theater to see the same movie. And it's just like a nice little experience. It's an interesting little thing. It's an interesting little thing, like just showing how completely different from one another uh, Stan and Nina are. And how much Stan has completely effed up his relationship with his wife. It's pretty good. It's a small thing, but it's pretty good. Uh, We also have Nina uh, trying to get some medium intelligence. Uh, Trying to find something in the Residentura that is good enough for Stan to be happy with it. But not so good that it actually matters. Uh, And Nina and Arketi are trying to get this information from a new arrival, from the new dude, Oleg. Who's just sitting around trying to listen to some American music. 
and is being kind of a dork. I love Oleg. Oleg's great. I can't wait to talk more about Oleg. He's going to be a topic of discussion for quite a bit, to say the least. Uh, so that'll be a thing as we go forward. Uh, and last thing to really discuss. So Paige is continuing to be suspicious of her parents' activities. Uh, continuing to examine the laundry room. And continuing to question literally everything around her. And... This leads to a pretty bad discovery. She wakes up in the middle of the night. Doesn't think her parents are home. Checks on their room because she's suspicious. And walks in on her parents doing the sex. She watches her parents do the sex. And not just any sex, but 69ing. She walks in on her parents, 69ing. Ugh. Oh, God. Can you imagine anything worse? Can you imagine anything worse than being a child Walking in on your parents 69ing. Can you imagine the trauma, the absolute horror that instills upon a young mind? Ugh. Ugh. I shouldn't have said imagine it. Now I'm picturing mine. Oh, God. No. Stop it! God! I'm so sorry! I'm so sorry if I made you picture your parents 69ing as I just did myself. Oh. Oh, God. Well, uh. I'm gonna. I'm gonna probably end up killing myself after this recording's done. Uh, it's the only way to get that image out of my brain. Uh. Oh, also. Martha has this moment with Clark, quote-unquote, where Clark is talking about a bad day, and Martha's like, oh, you're home now, it's okay. Not home. Uh, Clark is Philip. Philip is Clark. Philip is not home. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, I can't... I can't continue the episode! I can't continue the episode! Because I'm just too hung up on the horrible image I made myself create. And like, it's one thing to watch like Matthew Rees and Carrie Russell 69. Because they're attractive people. Like, I'd actually enjoy watching them 69 each other. But my parents... First of all, they hate each other, for good reason, on one end, because my father was abusive as all hell, so that would just be, like, hate sex, and ugh, but they also, like, are, like, just fat and ugly and just 
the definition of bad to look at. I say this knowing full well that my mother listens to this show. Sorry, Mom, for this whole tangent and calling you ugly. Mostly the tangent. Like, that's that's not even aesthetically pleasing for anyone. Let alone me, their son, who never should be picturing any of this. Damn you, Americans. Damn you. What have you done to me? Anyway, this is a real good episode. Uh, it's setting up a real good season. We'll talk about all these plot lines that have been put into motion later on. It'll be a good time. Too bad I won't be here to enjoy it. Because uh, I'm going to kill myself immediately after I stop recording. Uh, if you like this. Favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives, so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show, Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, Tomorrow, we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 2. Talk to you then.